0: Welcome to Business Unmuted, which today is coming live from Virtue BMW in Teesside, thanks to our sponsor Virtue Motors, one of the UK's largest motor retailers. Check out its website at virtuemotors.com. I'm Graham Robb and I've owned Recognition PR for nearly 35 years. We've got 75 clients in multiple sectors based across the UK who have between them a turnover of around £6 billion and employ around 30,000 staff. So we're at the front line of the business community and perfectly placed to discuss the economic climate. We're broadcasting live on the 15th of March 2023 and a couple of hours ago the Chancellor gave his first full budget since taking the job in the autumn of last year. I'm joined by a panel of people in business and experts in what's happening in the local communities to give their reaction to today's announcement. Our guests are Robert Forrester, CEO of Virtu Motors plc, Councillor Mika Smiles, Deputy Mayor of Middlesbrough and Executive Member for Children's Services. Dr. Arnab Basu, CEO and founder of Chromec PLC and Pamela Petty, founder of Enterprising, which advises and mentors smaller businesses. Welcome our panel. Well, I'm going to start with uh, you, Mika, because uh, as Deputy Mayor of Middlesbrough, you must have been very pleased to see that buried in the budget announcement was something special for Middlesbrough, uh, and certainly for Teesside, in the announcement of a new investment zone. What was your reaction to that?
1: Yeah, so I can remember going back to when Rishi was Chancellor. It was actually the first time in a in a budget that I'd heard Teesside mentioned. And the fact that that is continuing to happen just gives me a lot of satisfaction and reassurance. And
0: Teesside was mentioned twice, not yeah. just for the investment zones, but the be part of the new levelling up fund that yeah. he introduced. Yeah,
1: the fact that levelling up was mentioned, it means that levelling up is still alive. And I think that's great because it's something I'm really passionate about. Okay. Um, but the investment zones, I think we obviously need more detail about it. Um, but what's happened with a lot of the lot of the levelling up cash is it's like millions has been directed to Middlesbrough. We've got 36 million um, levelling up cash. Um, what I think we need to be doing is making the environment more welcoming for investment because there's only so much government money that there is. You know, the funds can't stretch on forever. So we just need to make sure that um, the environment is right for investment. And I think that that's what the investment zones will do.
0: Okay, we'll come back and ask you a bit more about that yeah. in a minute. Robert, you run the, uh, Virtue Motors. It's a large business, thousands of staff. How many staff now?
2: About 7,500.
0: 7,500. Significant numbers. What was your overall take on the economy uh, and the, the, the budget? And the economy first, because the uh, Office of Budget Responsibility gave a
2: new forecast. Yeah, I mean, it was nicely boring. I mean, we had enough excitement, didn't we, in September? So I think we're now into, through stabilisation, into let's get the debt down, let's lay the foundations for actually some sensible economic growth. Um, I think there's some good things in there to try and free up labour markets and things, but we, have, we need a massive agenda on growth. Mm. Uh, planning system is a massive problem. Yeah. Everyone you speak to, we haven't got houses. You know, it takes ages. I've got a planning application in Glasgow next week. I've been at it for nine years. My goodness. Um, so I think there's still, still a lot to be done, but I think economically we're not in a crisis, I don't think, and that's a better position than we were six months ago.
0: But the debt the government has is still towering, isn't it? Well, it is,
2: but in fairness, they have been in power 13 years. Now, they weren't suddenly given a deck of cards. You know, the lockdown has cost us absolutely billions. We've got nearly 100% of of net debt is against GDP, which is a pretty high amount, some G7 people with higher, but and, and we've still half got a lot of, of debt. Lockdown related. No, no, it's lockdown was the killer punch in terms of the finances. And that's going to constrain them in terms of doing things. We've got to be more productive as a country. The NHS is 10% of the economy and is actually getting less productive. Uh, so that that's a big issue that needs tackling. And, and I think coming out of a crisis, we haven't really got visibility of how they're actually going to get economic growth so I think that's the big unknown question
0: okay we'll come back to the unknown question because it's the key question as well Pamela you advise small businesses you look at small businesses a lot of taxes were frozen frozen beer duty frozen Mm -hmm. fuel duty and so on also frozen allowances when it comes to income taxes what was your instant takeaway from the budget I
3: think kind of really happen (laughs) there was nothing much in there it was very boring very stable Um, I did ask a lot of my clients and networks what they if I had a magic wand what would they want from the budget and I got very little response actually and I think that maybe small businesses are always like that they kind of just concentrate on what it is they're doing whatever's happening in the outside world Is happening but doesn't really stop me from getting on with what i need to do to run my business and get it to the next level i think very different when you're a much bigger business and these things have a much bigger impact
0: but also small businesses are sometimes disproportionately affected if growth dips if we went into recession which we were supposed to be in recession now those small businesses would be in a lot worse position than maybe the bigger ones
3: Possibly, but but they are by nature of being smaller. They tend to be much leaner, mm. so they tend to be able to actually pick themselves up, spot an opportunity, or a, or turn a problem into an opportunity, and actually be able to respond to it. So they're not as, as sort of wielding as some of the big businesses. So most of the people I've talked to, it's been a bit of a an, non-event, an really.
0: Okay. Arnab, your business is incredibly specialized and it's a science-based business. Before I ask you about the budget, just explain to people watching what your business does.
4: Yeah, it is a science R&D-led business. Uh, We specialize in certain technologies which are important in healthcare, uh, medical uh, diagnostics, uh, but also in defense and security. So ultimately our technologies and products are keeping people safe in cities, uh, around the countries, in borders, uh, but also saving lives in detecting cancer early and so on and so forth. Yeah.
0: What was interesting, although Pamela wasn't quite rightly was saying there wasn't a lot there for a smaller business in the generality. There were some specific things that could help your business. There's a specific enhanced R and D credit, and it was for businesses that
4: have more than forty percent of their total spending in R and D. Do you qualify for something like that? Look, the R and D tax credit has been a fantastic uh, sort of incentive for R&D focused businesses and it has been there for now over a decade really. We have benefited massively from it but of course uh, over the last year or so the R&D uh, total tax benefit was curtailed. so about a third of that benefit was uh, reduced uh, which should come into effect next year. The current announcement just today's announcement of the 27p uh, to a pound that you get back it's probably targeted at very very early stage businesses because 40 percent of your cost spent on R&D really happens when you're almost free revenue rather than when you're commercializing technology. So I think it'll be a great boost to the startup world, a great boost to uh, very early stage companies, but I think companies which are in that growth phase, uh, the current R&D tax credit regime has probably gone a step backwards rather than a step forward.
0: There was also a whole chunk of uh, Jeremy Hunt's speech about science-based businesses. Was he attaching himself to what seemed to be trendy and seemed to be uh, advanced? Uh, Do you see it in day-to-day work, the the government engaging with science-based
4: businesses? Look, I think it is absolutely critical that uh, the country needs growth and the growth is going to come from innovation Uh, Innovation has to be absolutely central to the agenda of the government and where industry is focused on. Uh, There are a lot of good things that are are in the budget. I mean, enterprise zones, R&D businesses will, and early stage businesses will also benefit from that. I think a few things that we're not clear yet on what's happening to the Horizon program, for example. This is a big program that after coming out of Europe, we are, uh, you know, there was a guarantee that that program is going to be continued. And I think steps are being taken in the right direction. But it is about how we keep at the forefront of technologies in which we are very good at, like genomics, like healthcare, care. And, and I think whatever we, we can do as a country to be the world leaders, not followers, but real leaders in creating value is going to be critical.
0: Okay, now Mika, there were some specifics. Let's start to get into some of the specifics to help grow the economy. I'm gonna ask Robert this question because he employs 7,000 people, but you oversee (coughs) children's (coughs) services at Middlesbrough Council. And we have this ability now for young parents to claim or to have 30 hours of free childcare. It'll take a little bit to get into the system. Um, Is this uh, a good thing and is it possible to deliver it? Are there enough
1: child carers? I think it's a hugely positive thing it's something my children are a little bit older now but i I would have valued that so much it would have got me back into full-time work a lot quicker and i think that has not just benefits for the economy but also people's mental health sometimes Um, so yeah i think it's hugely positive i do think it's going to take like well they've they've set out a timeline haven't they it's not going to happen straight away and it's going to take a little bit of time to deliver but i hope it does because i think at the moment what happens is that mums take a break from the workplace and don't actually end up going back and i think that you know your 30s and early 40s are a fantastic time potentially in your career so i think it's a really positive thing
0: robert you and i are a similar age when we started our working life university uh, students were subsidized they didn't have to pay and they had maintenance grants. Now they do have to pay, they're not subsidised as much and the subsidy is going from the government to these early years. As an employer, does it make sense to have that change?
2: It's an interesting question actually. Um, we are live in a, a high tax country where we've got a high level of debt and the government's just announced another big programme which is another Another welfare yeah. Um actually, in the short term, clearly it's going to be beneficial. People will be able to come back to work. We, we need more people. You know, there's still a shortage of labour, massive shortage of labour, and actually the supply side thing like that is probably a very good thing. I just think conceptually, we might be better off in the long run. People will be able to afford to go back to work as the incentive to work through actually earning money and paying less tax actually pays for it. I think that would probably be a better route, but actually given the fix they're in with the labour market at the moment, where so many people have just disappeared off the pitch completely, I think probably it's a, a good move. How you move back from that will be very interesting. Is that then baked in? I mean
0: income tax was temporary when it was introduced and was still here. Yes, absolutely. The other thing that uh, is here now is a welfare state and the government announced in the budget this change to disability benefits. So work uh, capability assessments, you don't have to prove that you're not capable of work. If you've got a disability assessment, you can, as I understood it, come and work for someone like Virtue Motors and keep your salary and your benefit. I think we've got to
2: see the detail of that because it just sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Mm. Actually, but getting more people, being productive. One of our great productivity problems is a good percentage of the adult population is not working. Mm. A lot of people over 50s are giving up. A lot of people actually under 30 have got mental health issues and have actually come out of the workforce. And we've got to engage with these populations to get them into the productive workforce and get them working. We've got a big uh, demographic over the age of 70. You know, we've got to pay for them. And the, the adult workforce have got to actually come to work and pay for them.
0: Pamela, I thought it was interesting that uh, as well as. Uh, targeting uh, people with children and also people with disabilities. He didn't shy away from using the word sanctions on people who maybe uh, have long-term unemployment and are not taking the opportunity of work coaching, uh, extra training and filling these vacancies. You look after a lot of small businesses. If they had the ability to take some of these people on, would they?
3: Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you Every sort of every decade of your life brings about a different set of experience and skills and thirst to work, and I think that's that's. A, I just hope that the money doesn't get swallowed up by work coaches and we actually don't end up with a real positive result on that and getting people back into work. And it, it's you know it's having that thirst to work, and it, it does come back to money in a lot well, of there was ways. was talk of
0: returnships, apprenticeships, yes. and I actually
3: yeah. quite like that. Idea. Yes, I do I as well. That was a good
0: idea. Because yeah. you, you're. I mean, we're in a BMW dealership now, and the salespeople and people that are dealing with customers—they're all types of demographics. Yeah, lots absolutely. of regular people, but they seem to know their product. I can't imagine that I could walk in, get a job with you, and sell one of these quite complex vehicles without a lot of training. But you wouldn't necessarily need me to be young or old or able-bodied you could No, i think
2: the world's moving so fast that the thought of leaving school and doing the same job for 45 years is quite rare Mm. i've just signed a long service award 60 years continuous service but i mean i think we're probably past that now (laughs) yeah um i think we are needing to re-educate as employers all the time because things are moving very fast i've got job titles i didn't even know existed they wouldn't have existed five years ago so i think we've got to We've got to get that apprenticeship throughout the...
0: So if, I, pandemic, if I'd, if I'd, thing, I'd really. left the workforce during the pandemic and I'd made a decision now that in my mid or late 50s I wanted to return to the workforce, would a company like yours want to engage on this returnship retraining for yeah, someone Yeah, I think so. It? I think they would. Uh, we, our, our vacancies,
2: we had 500 vacancies 18 months ago. We're down to 300 vacancies now. Uh, but still, I, I prefer people to be working and productive rather than have vacancies, that's not a good thing.
0: Now, Anab, your work situation is very different because the kind of people you're employing have been from the local universities Mm -hmm. quite often, but also internationally. They're highly trained scientists. How are you dealing with the recruitment issues you
4: face? Look, recruitment has been very challenging in the the last couple of years. Uh, In the science sector, and particularly in technology and engineering, Uh, The market has been very, very difficult, Uh, both, uh, you know, if I look in the US, it's been the same, because we operate in the US as well. I think we need to introduce more structured training programs. Uh, Apprenticeship is a great thing to do, and we uh, actually have graduate apprentices, uh, which are a great benefit to the company. So, training and making STEM a real focus area from schools to you know universities or higher education or any other FE is going to be critical to be us be a science-led nation.
0: There aren't many STEM organisations in the country, but there is in County Durham. There mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. uh, STEM Foundation, Northeast STEM Foundation, yes. which has a school at Aycliffe, isn't there? I yes. don't know if you've come yeah. across this. Is this kind of thing
4: you positively engage with? we engage with a variety of fes and 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 i think it is uh, absolutely critical that more innovation needs uh, is there there is space to innovate within the training and and the education sector utcs are a good, good example again uh, and and also the math schools uh, that have been talked about and and those will also be very very good so employers who are looking for high skill end employees uh, need to need to really have access to those in greater numbers okay
0: now another thing that the Chancellor focused on uh, the government is going to continue for another three months subsidizing people's energy bills so that they can suppress inflation now presumably someone selling consumer products you're pretty pleased that but that Robert
2: uh, yeah Can no one I mean, it's not the fault of the average person in this country that energy has shot through the roof. Actually, it's the fault of government, particularly, never having a rubbish energy policy for about 25 years. I and mean, when they finally introduced nuclear energy, when they've been phasing it out for the past 20 years, and 2050 is the date comes on. Um, so I think the government has to step in and do that because if they hadn't, businesses would have gone to the wall. And I actually think that consumers would have really
0: struggled and we'd be in a major uh, recession if they haven't. When I remember you telling me privately, when they, when they introduced this scheme in September, prior to the yeah. sad passing of the Queen, that weekend after, you saw some It football. was surprisingly robust, actually. Yeah.
2: I was expecting, with the combination of energy and the monarch dying a real dearth of orders. But actually, as soon as the energy announcement was made, customers got, had the confidence to come in there was absolutely no question about that
0: and it's an entirely different situation though for businesses because he's not going to be subsidizing the business energy costs what he was saying and this is a long-term game is he wants to get resilience in supply and he brought in the prospect of more nuclear which i think teeside would like to play host to but arnav you you might know a bit more about this than i nuclear energy is now going to be it seems sensible categorized as sustainable
4: and therefore ESG compliant. It's not going to be an unethical yeah. investment. I think it is fantastic news. And I think it is, in a way, it's, it's, it's acknowledging what the reality on the ground is. Because nuclear is still the cleanest form of energy, which can be regularized and have a continuous supply. Now, since the Fukushima disaster in Japan, the nuclear industry has been on back foot. Mm. So all the PR has been defensive PR. Uh, but the concerns on safety of nuclear are sometimes quite unfounded in a way because nuclear is very, very safe form mm-hmm. of energy and clean form of energy. And that has to be part of our energy mix going forward. How do we do nuclear energy much more widely than in countries like ours is a different question. And there, I think we can take a leadership position on nuclear safety, and nuclear resilience and I think the government has a role to play in that, which will also help industry to be part of that almost a regulatory framework where safe nuclear energy becomes part of the global energy mix.
0: And one of your products monitors for radiation, doesn't it? So it is all linked.
4: Yes, very much so. So every nuclear power plant in the UK has our product monitoring on a daily basis. So and nuclear energy can be delivered very safely as long as the right checks and balances are there. And we are very good at it in the uk mm. uh, but as nuclear energy starts to proliferate in areas which may be you know naturally unstable earthquake prone and so on and so forth and but also geopolitically unstable we do need to have safety standards which and monitoring standards where i think there is a scope for us to take a leadership position in that
0: okay now maker, here we are in teesside yeah. which is the power of the northern powerhouse because all around Teesside, new power projects are coming on board. We've just been talking about nuclear. Hartlepool Nuclear Power station's had its life extended. It, we could be a site for SMR reactors. And we've got the carbon capture and storage in, that was mentioned in the budget going to happen in Teesside, which will allow us to have a big new gas, fossil fuel powered power station. How do you see this circular economy, as it's described here, uh, developing?
1: I think obviously Teesside's set up for industry, isn't it? So we need to make sure that we're on the front foot in terms of switching it up and making it about renewable energy because that's, it's win win, isn't it? Uh, um, we're
0: building the wind farm here in Teesside for the Dogger Bank at the yeah. development. Conference. In fairness, Graham, since September,
2: the entire roof of this is now solar. Right. So the energy in this business is being generated
0: by the roof. Dan, and, and you, you, so we, you've got solar here, you've got wind on the North Sea and possibly carbon capture as well. Um, this balancing of energy, when do you think we're gonna see the energy costs come down with all this renewable? That's the frustration, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Quite quickly, I think. Have you had it come down? As yeah, no, we're definitely seeing energy prices coming down. I think our budget assumptions are, I think we're already seeing a saving against it. And actually, so much, we're putting 3 million into solar this year, one and a half million into LED lighting. And our expectation is to be so many people are doing that, that Mm. the supply has to come back. Mm -hmm. And we think energy will get relatively cheap again. Maybe not back to where it was, but certainly what I've seen seen it coming down.
0: Well, Mika, you've obviously got a good story to tell in Teesside. You've done well out of it. Hopefully Middlesbrough, my Mm -hmm. hometown, will look different in a few years as a result. But I am going to give the last word to Robert because you're our host today. The budget isn't any great shakes is really how many people think, but will the economy be in much better shape as a result of the decisions taken today? Yes, the end because of the they year? weren't mental. <laughs>
2: so actually, the fundamental underpinning of the economy is a strong political base where you have stable government and sensible economic processes so people can plan and invest. And there's lots you could argue about, you know, 25% corporation tax, reduces investment and all this, but actually At least we seem to have some platform to move forward, which actually six months ago, you know, we failed to realise that actually we had a lot of money to foreign creditors because we've got 100% of GDP as national debt. Mm. And, you know, we are now getting, I think, some visibility of a a sustainable future. And you're positive? Yeah, because government should be benign, I think. And I think they should let business get on with it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm quite happy, actually.
0: Well, on that basis, I want to thank all my three guests, uh, Mika, Arnab, Pamela and Robert, and thank you for joining us on Business Unmuted.